0: Welcome to this episode of The Trillist. On today's episode, we have some fabulous guests who are international students at Penn. So I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves, tell us where they're from, what their major is, and so on.
1: Oh, okay. So I'm Annie and I'm from Mongolia, and I'm currently a sophomore in the College of Arts and Sciences, and I'm currently majoring in international relations and mining and consumer psych.
2: I'm Paulo, I'm from Ghana, but um, my family's from Lebanon, so I consider both of those places as a home. Um, and I'm also a sophomore, and I'm a visual studies major.
0: Yes, 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 yes. So can you guys tell us how you heard about Penn, why you wanted to come here? Were you looking at, like, American universities in general and, like, your story in that aspect? Whether I know any went to um, high school in California. So, yeah. and tell us, like, why high school in California?
1: Um, So, it was actually started really funny. So, me and my best friend in middle school, um, we've been, like, together since, like, I don't know, second grade. And then she told me, like, oh, I think I'm going to go abroad for high school. And I was like, oh, my God, you know what would be great like if we both go? And, like, I just, like, started, like completing the application on my own. I didn't even talk to my parents about it. I was just, like, doing it for fun, like, for real. And then um, next thing you know, like, it's, like, timed at the point where you have to, like, make the payment, like, the deposit payment or, like, application fee. And I was like, okay, now I should probably tell my parents. <laughs> and my parents were like, okay, what's up? And I was like, okay, so I need, like, some money to, like, apply for schools. And they are like, what? And I was like, yeah, I want to go, like, to California with my friend, Rina. And they are like, um, are you sure? And I was like uh yeah i think so and then like we apl- and then like i obviously like applied and then like i only applied to one school because i wasn't like taking it seriously i was just like applying it for applying to for fun and then i got in and i was like oh my god do i go now and then like my friend was like if you go i'll go it's <laughs> like okay like we'll go and like we went to like this boarding school there so and that was very fun
2: interesting yeah um my story is a bit less exciting <laughs> um, because my family has been in Ghana for generations, so I just went to high school there. Um, but I went to an American international school, so I was looking at mostly U.S. colleges. Um, but the how I found out about Penn was that I was looking for some summer programs during my junior year, um, and I saw like this art program at Penn, so I was like, let's do it. And I applied. I didn't know, I didn't really know anything about Penn. I didn't even know it was an Ivy League. Like, I was just like, the program looks cool. Let's do it. So I came here, spent a month here, and I really liked it. Um, and then, so I was like, then I might as well apply as well. So I did.
0: <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and I know with, um, when I first met Paulo through my friend Arvang, our mutual friend, um, and he was playing like Afrobeats and as the audience knows I'm like West African so I was like okay (laughs) I was like who's this like white guy (laughs) like playing Afrobeats and he's like I'm from Ghana and then I was like are you Lebanese and he's like How'd you know, you know? And um, my family's predominantly Sierra Leonean, and we have um, our largest minority is Lebanese people, and they've been there for, like, four generations, like, dating back, and they're very much Sierra Leonean, and Paolo is very much Ghanaian, you know? So that's a fun fact that people don't know Mm. and stuff like that. So
2: Yeah, there's a big Lebanese diaspora in West Africa. Yes.
0: Yeah, it's dope. One of my um, uncle's wives, she's actually, like, She's a quarter Lebanese and like the rest is Ghanaian yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. So
1: That's really cool. Yeah.
0: And she's in her late 40s, 50s, yeah. So different. Uh so do you guys go home for break or like do different things like during fall break and like Thanksgiving, what goes on?
1: Oh, okay. Um Uh for me, like I don't usually go back during like the week-long breaks or like Thanksgiving because like my home's too far to like travel back and like the flight's hella expensive um so this Thanksgiving I went I went to Connecticut to visit my friend and her family and they're very nice like um it was just like the great time like because I never like spent like Thanksgiving with like a family before like I usually just like go to New York and just like hang out with friends but then like that was like a really new experience to me and like I really enjoyed that and during the winter break um I usually want to go back home but like home is like very cold like i don't know if you know but like mongolia is like has the coldest capital in the world oh what
0: yeah i did not know that well it makes sense because of geography <laughs> but yeah wow yeah so then, like on standard how like celsius like what is it
1: oh it's like celsius
0: like what degree oh, like negative
1: like- 40 like Oh wow. was, yeah oh
2: it's very cold. <laughs> <laughs> wow!
1: And my parents like just like don't want to stay there during the winter, so they're like, "Oh my god, if you're gonna be on break, we might as well go to a warm country." So like, I usually don't go home during the winter, mm. and
0: um, you went. Where did you go last break? Cause it was beautiful.
1: Oh, we went to Hawaii. We went to Maui and um, Honolulu. Nice. yes yeah. It was like really nice. It was so pretty too. It was like a great time. And during the summer, I usually go back home cause it's longer.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the summer, uh like what's the temperature
1: <laughs> oh like the temperature is pretty warm okay. like actually like i don't know this in fahrenheit but it's like it reached like 30 celsius oh that's things. hot that's oh, like
2: in yeah. the that's in the night it's yeah. cold yeah yeah okay <laughs> um i f- home is kind of far as well so for those shorter breaks i'll usually stay in the states um this thanksgiving was an exception because I, I took nine days off <laughs> So I was like, okay, then I guess I can go to Spain. And so I visited my best friend and my cousin. Were you in Barcelona? uh, Madrid. Madrid, okay. Um, But usually I'll stay like in the States, New York especially. um, Or I'll visit one of my other friends who go to to school in the States. Um, But summer and winter, yeah, I do go back home. So winter is usually in Lebanon. And then summer will be like a mix of both.
0: All right. In winter in Lebanon, I mean, oh, never mind. I thought I connected Lebanon with Ghana. I was about to say it's not as cold, but going when I was in Israel, they said it actually snows. It's not like it's rare, but it well, snowed last year, so I know. Le-
2: And it snows in Lebanon, yeah. like especially up in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, the topography in Lebanon is very interesting. Like you can be in the mountains and then drive down to the beach in less than an hour. So, especially during the spring you'll have like skiing in the morning, then you go down to the beach in the afternoon. Um but it is generally a warmer winter. So, you don't have to pull out the thick coats yeah. like you do here at Penn. Mm-hmm.
0: Philly winters aren't as bad as like Massachusetts winters. Oh yeah. Or like really? New Hampshire or Maine winters <laughs> like the more up, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Cool, cool, cool. So, how did you find your majors, and like, what made you want to do that? Did it, does it relate to um, where you come from, or what you want to? What do you want to do in life?
1: Mm, okay, so I'm an international relations major, and I chose this major because um, Mongolia is like a developing country, and like, I like growing up there, I like witnessed a lot of the things, like a lot of the corruption, like things happening a lot, and it was just, like something like. I just wish I had, like, some say in.
0: What kind of corruption? Is uh, it, like, government officials using money or, like, people buying votes or, like, killing people? Like, there's there's <laughs> levels to this. <laughs> um,
1: people buy, buying votes, um, officials spending money for, like, selfish reasons. And, like, that's a really big problem right now. A lot of the people are getting re-elected because of that, because, like, a lot of their, like, scandals have been found. And, like, I also think, like, a lot of the people who are representing Mongolia and just, like, the world is not doing a great job um there's a lot of instances where like people basically like sold off like mongolian resources for like uh really like i don't know just like for like
0: not a fair deal
1: yeah not a fair deal just because they wanted the money real fast they just like sold it for like just like a really like small amount and like mongolia itself is like suffering because of it too and then so like i guess like a lot of that like and also my dad's kind of like in the political area as well so like a lot of that like growing up like I just knew like I want to get involved I want to help like fix the problems I saw and like hopefully like represent Mongolia at some point I also like in general like I love learning about different countries um because I feel like a lot of uh, in the news like a lot of countries are like underrepresented almost and like cause like um I, I don't know like that's what I noticed and I really want to like learn and just like kind of like not be ignorant as like as I am still very ignorant like I don't know a lot about a lot of things that are happening around the world and I just like oh I don't want to be like this I want a job that will allow me to travel and like learn about different countries
2: yeah so um my story is a bit more selfish (laughs) because growing up my parents never imposed any like you have to be a doctor you have to be a lawyer which I really liked because In Lebanese society in general, that's usually the way it goes. Like The parents will impose a career path on their child. Um, But the problem with my parents giving me so much freedom is that when it came to applying for college, I was like, okay, so what do I do? Um, And that's actually one of the reasons I chose to go to school in the States is because they give us so much freedom in choosing our major. Like We can come in having no clue what we want to do and then figure it out when we're here um but i was like let me find a major that kind of incorporates my interest in art and design but i also like the humanities so i was kind of all over the place Um, but the visual studies major is actually very great in that it encompasses all of those things and there were very few other universities in the states that i found which had majors like visual studies. Um, So for those of you who don't know, visual studies is like a mix of fine arts, art history, psychology, and like a bit of neurology as well. Um, So it has both STEM and like the art side to it. Um, But yeah, that's how I chose my major.
0: Awesome. And what do you want to do with that major?
2: That question always stresses me out. (laughs) Because it's usually coming from family members who are like, well... So now what? And I'm like, leave me alone. Yes. <laughs> it's, no. Exactly. I'm still figuring it out. But, um, I could go into like. I could work for a design firm or design consultancy. I could do advertising, marketing. Like, there's a lot of paths I could take. Yeah,
0: I can see you like being a fashion designer.
2: I get I would that. Your stuff. I get that. <laughs> so he's
0: you. he's involved in the walk. Um, can you like ex- yes. tell the audience what the walk is? I'm give them like the website and so on.
2: Of course, yeah. I'm. I just became fashion director of the walk. Yes, so, we'd love to see it. <laughs> before that, during freshman year, I was a stylist, a men's stylist, um, and we're basically a fashion magazine. But we try to create links between fashion and politics and basically what's going on in society. So. I'd like to say we're pretty woke. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just about the clothes, um, and we actually have our fall issue coming out pretty soon. It's called the Untamed issue, oh. so it's gonna be a bit wild. And yeah, you guys should keep an eye out for it.
0: Mm-hmm. And you can find them at thewalkmagazine.com, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes, and any I can totally see you being like, the, "So, does Mongolia have a president or a prime minister?" Yeah, they do. They have both? Yeah, or have one of th- both? Okay. One. I can see which one's more important. <laughs>
1: no, um, I honestly don't know at this point to say, like, which is more important. Okay.
0: Well, like, I can see you being one of them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no, thank you. Yes.
1: Um, I don't know, like, I feel like whoever does the job like, mm-hmm. is, like, imp- equally important, I guess. And, like, I don't know. That's a really tough question, actually.
0: Yeah. When it comes to female representation in Mongolia and politics, first of all, how old was the country? Was never colonized, correct? Or they tried? <laughs> they they probably tried.
1: Yeah, they. I feel like we have colonized, but
0: oh, okay.
1: But like, I don't think we were. But like, there was oh, wow. a time.
0: Okay. Yeah, guess, Manchuria, correct? Oh, uh, that I mean, was between Japan and China. Japan and China. Okay, never mind. <laughs> all right.
1: And then, um, but we were under the. Russian communist rule at some point.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So after... Okay, so it's pretty... Would you say, like, democracy and so on is pretty young in the country?
1: Um. Like, compared to the United States, I definitely think there are a lot of... Like, there's a difference. But I think we're, like, still learning, still trying to figure out, like, what's right and how to, like, run as a like, nation. Because, like, right now, I feel like a lot of the times like, people, like, easily divide, like, if something's going smoothly, there's always going to be someone who turns around and it's like, no, this is wrong, and then everyone's, and then, like, half the people, like, support that guy, and then, like, they're, like, oh, my God, yeah, that is so wrong, and then, like, it's just, like, like, I guess, like, that's part of the reason a lot of the motions or whatever, like, gets, kind of, like, stops, I guess, because, like, there's always that, like, Mm -hmm. conflict that comes about, and I think that's partly because we're just, like, experimenting almost, because, it's like communism didn't end like long time ago I guess because when my parents were like in their 20s it, Mongolia was still communist I would say yeah
2: wow yeah. yeah I feel like this sort of battle for progress is very it's very much the case in all developing countries yeah. especially in Lebanon we have a same situation where, We try to improve something or we try to pass a law that will fix a certain issue. But then another politician comes along and is like, no, it should be this way. And a lot of the time it's, I don't think, for Lebanon at least, it's not a matter of experimenting. It's a matter of greed and people trying to make deals out of certain laws. You know, um, That's also the case with Ghana. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's why a lot of developing countries have a problem with making progress, and moving forward.
0: Mm -hmm. Because even with, like, Sierra Leone, um, recently, like, my uncle's political party, like, won, and they're, like, really trying to, like, push change. Um, Education is now free, which is amazing, because one of the reasons for the Sierra Leonean Civil War, that was able to start because the child soldiers that they used were poor kids that had no education. So now education's free, Mm -hmm. they have this whole... um, campaign to like spread the awareness like get people to like educate their children um which is awesome and it's crazy how it took this long for that to be an option and in the u.s it's beautiful how like free education is a requirement for everyone like yes you can go to private school but there are options so it makes me happy that um progress is being made and corruption is, like, ending, <laughs> you know? It's a slow process. It's a slow process. But I think
2: progress is, this is a quote that my dad repeats, but I think it was actually Obama that says this, but progress is two steps forward and one step back. Mm-hmm. So you get there eventually, but it takes time.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree.
2: Yeah.
0: So what do you guys think of, like, the memes on, like, Facebook and Instagram and like every Twitter, they talk about international students. There's oh. one where this like fly man is like decked out in Gucci, and it's like international students arriving to like their nine a.m.s. So are you guys the Gucci type, or are you guys like silent like flunners?
1: Um, I guess a bit of both. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> What about you? I mean,
2: I find those memes hilarious. okay. And then I'll send them to all my friends from Ghana who are also going to school in the States or yeah. abroad because like we we get that judgment all the time, but it's funny. Um,
1: and to some degree it is true. Like, it is true and I think that's why it's so funny because <laughs> okay. there
2: is some truth to it.
0: How but true I... is it for you guys? Because I know you guys are down to earth. But then I also I peep like stuff. I'm like, okay, I see how you're you're moving. So, yeah.
1: Um, I don't own a Canada goose. Okay.
0: Do you own a Montclair though?
1: No, I actually don't. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I guess that kind of like shows. I guess I don't know. But I like in general, like I'm the type of person who I really enjoy dressing up. Mm-hmm. Like even just for like random occasions, like because like I like I'm the type of person who feels like i guess a lot of people feel this way actually like if you look good you feel good Mm -hmm. like it's like the confidence and i feel like i don't dress to impress but i dress to like feel good i guess and then like a lot of the times because i'm international people are like oh that's because you're international and i'm like i guess but like i also just like feeling good about myself too like stuff but yeah there was a time when I did like walk into my 9am recitation with like full makeup on and I was like dressed out because I was like I was like very dressed up and that because I was like feeling really sad it's like during finals I think like finals was approaching and it's like I it was like yo I need to like really like like put in effort and just like look good so I feel like a little slightly better than how I'm dying in size like, <laughs> <laughs> and everyone was like what are you doing and I was like don't judge I just need this
2: yeah I think It's a bit more of a profound conversation where you need to take wealth into consideration Mm -hmm. because being an international student and traveling to the States for college, it's much more expensive than being in the States and going to college here. thousand percent. So I think already for that to be the case... Then international families need to have certain means exactly exactly, to send their kids abroad. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's why there's a correlation between dressing head to toe in Gucci and being called being an international student. That's
1: true, exactly. Um,
2: But I I personally try to avoid that. Like I never wear branded clothes. Um, I don't own a Canada Goose. I feel like it would be great because the weather gets very yeah. cold here. But I just I just don't like the, the, the message that comes with that little badge yes. on your arm. Um, but I don't judge people for it mm-hmm. because, I mean... Wear well,
0: whatever you have.
2: Yeah. There was recently an article, I think it was published in the DP, about Canada Goose as a symbol of the wealth divide at Penn. Mm-hmm. And it's true, but then again, there's a wealth divide all over the world. It's a global problem. You see it especially in third world countries where yes. there are Range Rovers driving uh, past, yeah. past the slums. Yes,
0: Bentleys and so on. it's it's disgusting when mm-hmm. you see like mansions on the hills, and then literally like in Sierra Leone we call like the shacks like pun buddies, mm-hmm. people living in legit shack houses like one room shack houses. That's it's sad. It's really sad, and you think about it. and It's like why can't wealth be more evenly distributed? But again, like I understand that. The reason why there's such a push for like innovation and so on is because capitalism, but I also understand like I don't like how there's such like a poverty divide. Like when people are in poverty in developing countries, it's like it's legit like poverty. Like, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. It needs to be addressed in a way.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's like the same thing for Mongolia too. Um, I, I think it's like one third of the population is like poverty like, poverty-stricken, like, they're considered poverty-stricken, right? And then it's just, like, the capital is, like, really tiny, and, like, like 30 minutes, like, driving in one direction from the capital, like, you'll t- just, like, enter the area where, like, people can't, like, don't have the means to, like, live, like, as, like, well as, like, the people in, the like, city, mm-hmm. I guess, and it's just, like, like, it's, it's, like, really, like, hard to see, to be honest, and especially, like, um, a lot of the people, like, live in Gares, Um, which are basically like these huts and then it's just like and in, in the winter and it's just like very sad like it's a very sad view
0: and I also think it's important not to judge like people who are like you can't help like the means that you you come from and your family and that doesn't mean you're like a bad person because yes Penn's very wealthy and some people who aren't wealthy like say like oh that person's wealthy so they must be like bad but obviously like you guys are great. There are so many people here that are wealthy and just super awesome, and they're trying to make change and do amazing things. So you shouldn't judge someone based on their background, just, like, the opposite. You shouldn't judge someone that is not wealthy because you think they're incompetent or so on. Like, people are people, and it's personality and um, your actions that should speak.
1: Yeah, I agree. I When I saw the article about, like, oh, how, like, it's causing, like— the economical divide. I was, like, kind of sad, too. Like, I was, like... But then I feel like they also have the right to wear whatever they want, especially if they can't afford it. Like, it's, like... I don't know. Kind of, like, judging them for, like, something they can do. And, like, I feel like more than, like, just affluence, like, a person's personality and motifs are much more important.
2: I would say my view on... Going back to the whole international students dressing well... My whole view is that if you're going to wear something that's branded and the logo is there, you that's saying something. Like, the logo is there for people to see. Mm-hmm. So you need to be prepared for whatever people are going to say about you. Mm. Because if you don't want the judgment, why not wear a Gucci shirt that doesn't have the Gucci logo on it? Mm. You're there. You have a certain intention if you're wearing something with the logo on it. That's my take on things.
0: And that ties back to the walk being like you guys do fashion, but you understand that fashion is a statement Mm -hmm. and says things. Exactly. So we
2: use it to convey a message, Mm -hmm. a positive message. Mm -hmm. Um, I think with our upcoming issue, we really tried to go in the opposite direction of the way the walk was going before because In previous issues, we had a very minimalism take on things. Mm -hmm. It was about, like, yes, making a statement, but doing it in more of, like, a subtle way with, you know, cleaner, more simple looks. But with the upcoming issue, our creative directors decided to go big. So everything's very loud, and we're hoping to make, like, very, like, make a loud message Mm. um, to make some noise So, like, we comment on things like um, sex Mm -hmm. and, um, like, the the drag community in Philadelphia, like drag queens, and um, just things that people usually don't talk about um, or don't see as though they need to be talked about. Um, But, yeah.
0: I love that. Uh, switching gears a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, How is the community at Penn with international students? Like, do you guys have spaces where you gather and embrace (laughs) that? Is there, I know, um, I don't know how many Mongolian or Ghanaian Lebanese international students there are, but if there are, do you guys meet every month for lunch or are they like your closest friends? Are you just like a normal smuggler degler pen student
2: living your life (laughs) do you Um, want to answer that sure
1: um i I feel like on campus there's only a few mongolians that say i've i've i guess i know two mongolians at the moment and i'm not close with one of them because like upperclassmen and like we barely like see each other because we take different classes and and there's a freshman and then like i like try to like keep in touch with her and like um, we're t- planning to get brunch sometime soon, and I really do wish there were more Mongolians on campus because it would be really cool to have, like a Mongolian association on campus. Because like I feel like a lot of people like like especially with like Korean associations or like the Chinese association organizations, they like it's kind of like a nice like I don't know sit back and chill in your own culture type of feel. And I wish I had that, like to be honest. But like I also like have other clubs or like organizations that I'm involved in that I do. F- have a community in
0: you're involved in the IEA correct yeah. can you tell um the audience what the IAA is um what your branch does and so on
1: um so basically the internet is IAA stands for like International Affairs Association and uh, we have like I can't remember the exact number of committees uh, or branches but like basically we like hold two important conferences the UpMonk for the college students, the model UN for college students, and then the Isle Monk for which is like the Ivy League model UN, I guess for um, high school students as well. And then I'm on I'm currently on the a secretary branch and what we do is basically do a lot of the marketing and we like we're in charge of like managing the Facebook and social medias. And we basically just like work as historians, I guess, like take pictures and then like market that.
0: Awesome. And why did you become involved in the IAA?
1: Um, at first, it's like just a, a first. I didn't know like when I went to their info session that they were like a model UN type of club. I was just like saw International Affairs Association. I was like, oh, sounds like me. <laughs> uh, I went, and then they're like, oh, we do this and that. And I was like, oh, that's really cool because I love working behind the scenes on things. Um, it's just like so great, like especially like when when you're holding such a big conference, like being like one of the little elves that work in the background is cool, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's why I joined.
2: So there is um, like a Lebanese student group. Um, I'd be lying if I knew the exact name. But <laughs> it exists, okay. and there's also Arabs at Penn. Okay. Um, and there's there. I don't think there's a an association for Ghanaian students, but there's Pafa. Pa- oh Pasa. Pasa, sorry. Pen no, PASA. African Student Students Association. Oh yeah. Yes. Um so but I'm not really a part of either of those because the whole reason I came to Penn was to experience something new. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to this kind of sounds I don't know how this will sound, but okay. <laughs> the audience can take it however they want to. Um if I wanted to to remain in Lebanese culture I would have gone to school in Lebanon Mm -hmm. I came here to experience something new to experience new cultures to meet new people and I have like my Lebanese community and my Ghanaian community back home Mm -hmm. so it's like I have the best of both worlds so I'm not actively looking to meet people from the same background as me however it's always nice when that happens Mm -hmm. Um, like and not just people from Ghana like anyone from Africa we generally have a connection a connection yeah. yes
0: whisked p squared yes like, <laughs> music food yeah
2: exactly yeah. so that's always fun like before coming to Penn, i never met anyone from sierra leone or mm-hmm. botswana yeah and you you guys are like my main african friends here yeah um and yeah that's it that's i i don't really see myself as, as like an international student in the sense where I feel very immersed I don't always feel like an outsider and when I do it's not necessarily a bad thing it's just me like looking in on something I haven't seen before
0: awesome so wrapping up can you guys say like either give one piece of advice to someone who is a international student or wants to be an international student at not just Penn, any like uni that's not in their country or um, say something in response to a held notion about international students? You can choose what you want to say.
1: Um <clears throat> Well, I'll give you, like, a little tip, I guess, to the international students. Um, Like he said, I actually think, like, I actually do, like, appreciate that there's, like, I guess, like, not a large, I I don't know, like, I feel like if there was, like, a Mongolian association, I would have been more, like, tilted towards, like, oh, let me just hang out with them. So, like, I guess in a way, it it helped me, like, it pushed me to, like, meet new people, and right now, like, I'm, like, I'm friends with, like, so many cool people and I'm so appreciative of them. Like, uh, they bring in so many different views and, like, I'm always in awe. Like, just, like, I don't know, like, all my friends from, are all from all over the world. And, like, just uh, last summer, like, I went to Korea to visit my Korean friend and she came over to Mongolia. And I just, like, think that's, like, if I had, like, um, s- stuck with, like, only the Mongolian students, I don't think that would have happened because we could have just, like, gathered back home and just chilled like that. And I think for students like who are in like i guess like incoming international students to any college i guess don't be afraid if you feel like you're like the only one because like that like take use that as an opportunity to like meet new people and like expand your horizons exactly almost. like you learn so much from people's stories so much from people's culture and so much from people like just like i don't know like talking to people and i think like if you ever feel that way like don't be afraid like it's really fine like use that as an opportunity
2: Mm-hmm. um, you said something about the notion like people have about yeah like
0: stereotypes
2: I'm not I'm not gonna try and defend international students because oh, yeah. we're not like a minority or mm-hmm. something and yeah. I mean they're they're most of the stereotypes are true so <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> yes um, that's the T um, but in terms of advice, I would say, Embrace being an outsider. Um, as she said, use that as an advantage. Use it not to market yourself, but it makes you interesting. Spicy. It, yes. It it's ad- tantalizing. Exactly. Um, and never be afraid that you're the only one because although there might not be someone from your particular background, there's always someone who feels like they are the only one. So... You'll find your group eventually. You'll find the people that you enjoy spending time with. Um, And there's nothing to be worried about.
0: All right. Well, I want to thank my fabulous guests for coming in on this Saturday and spilling the tea and sharing (laughs) knowledge with us. Um, You guys are awesome and, like, have genuine beautiful hearts and I created this episode just for you guys actually because when I originally came up with like an outline for this season I did not think about international students and then speaking to Paulo, I was like no I have to have this perspective you know because it's not really heard um in general on campus so thank you peace and love We would like to thank Emily Rush for sound engineering this episode, and Kelly Writer's House for giving us the Ruckler Studio.